This is the Memory Palace. I'm Nate DeMeo. This President's Day week, we'll remember Franklin Pierce. Someone has to. Pierce was the Mac. He was handsome, he was rich, he was connected. His dad was the governor of New Hampshire. He's in the state legislature at 24, in Congress before he's 30. He does Washington up, early 19th century style, going to all the right parties, flirting chastely with senators' daughters, debating Aeschylus or the Magna Carta or whatever until dawn, and drinking all the time. All the time. He gets a reputation, and he starts to feel terribly about it, and just generally terrible. He's a loud drunk, and he's abrasive, and he's always hungover. He tells a friend he needs to stop and straighten up his act. The friend sets him up with a woman named Jane Appleton, a minister's daughter. She's shy and frail and devout with a melancholy streak, and Franklin figures she's just the kind of person he needs to save him from himself. Jane hates D.C. She hates the parties. She doesn't trust her husband's friends, his old drinking buddies. She keeps telling him to quit politics. He's a senator by now. Move away from this awful place and its bad influences and its booze. And eventually he does. He resigns his seat. He heads off to fight in the Mexican-American War. While Franklin's away, Jane gets depressed and throws herself into her Bible and the temperance movement. And while Franklin's away, he throws himself back into his drinking. He comes back home a raging alcoholic. And he comes back home a war hero. At a time when that sort of thing gets a man nominated for president. Jane doesn't want any of it. She's convinced that if Franklin goes back to Washington, he'll spiral out of control. She starts getting these visions that tell her that terrible things will happen to their family if he runs. They'd already lost two of their three sons to illnesses. They shouldn't tempt God. But he does. And he wins. The election. And Jane is despondent. This is a bad idea. Days before the inauguration, Franklin and Jane and their 11-year-old son Benny take a train trip to attend a funeral for a friend. They get out at one of the stops to stretch their legs, and there's an accident. The train decouples, and one of the cars rolls away. Their son's head is crushed underneath it. Jane is convinced that Benny's death is a sign. God doesn't want her husband to be president. She gets back on a train and goes home, refusing to come to Washington with him. A few days later, he's inaugurated, alone. He moves into the White House alone. His last remaining son has just died. His wife is back at home, convinced it's his fault. It's incredibly sad. And without Jane to look out for, he starts hanging out with the boys and drinking. All the time. Spiraling. It takes him two years to convince the First Lady to come down to Washington in a last-ditch effort to save him from himself. She spends the rest of his administration upstairs in the White House, in a room down at the end of the hall, writing heartbreaking letters to her dead son. Soon after they return to New Hampshire, Jane Pierce dies of TB. Soon after that, Franklin Pierce dies of a corroded liver. Also as a president, he totally sucked.